Yeah, but then you think about who they think about will make money. That again, they're going to gauge where they. So put you their mean money. to tell me somebody listened to Wale's music and was like, he ain't gonna make money. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to... <laughs> what? Hey. Welcome to BBUO, Black by a Popular Opinion. She can't even get it out. What is going on here? Just had a giggle fit. Oh, yeah. I get it. So, um, this conversation is interesting because it's something that we have been wanting to talk about with y'all the listeners for years actually because we've been together for years and we always have these conversations but it's a conversation about the status of the state of the music industry and music culture specifically our black culture of of music and so it's very important i think that we have these conversations not just to have intellectual conversations but possibly to facilitate change just like any other important conversations yeah i completely agree with that i think that part of what makes our culture so dynamic is the fact that our opinion directly reflects into our culture and um that can also be um, and specifically be the music industry you know if, if enough black people say that they don't like something then it will change you know and in music you know um, there are a bunch of different avenues that have been taken lately that are not that don't necessarily constitute quality music I'll say you know um, I know that there's people out there that's doing their thing you know um but it tends to be the people who, one, are already established to um, give it them. That's what I'll say. Yeah, so listen to this episode and then ponder for yourself. Like, do you guys think we're in, like, a musical drought? Do you feel like we're in a musical deficit? Do you feel like it's stagnating? Do you feel like everything's being recycled? Are you stimulated by the music that we have now? Uh, we're millennials, so, you know, we're in between. We're in between, like, the the top music that we've heard thus far. And, you know, we've also obviously experienced this new round of music. So for us, we've been we've been able to appreciate music that came, the music that came right before this, you know? So for us, you know, it is hard. It's not like our parents were, y'all don't know how to make music no more. Like, nah. Our generation was able to still appreciate good, solid music, different um, movements like the crunk and the 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 I don't even know what you would call it, but like the internet sensations like Soldier Boy and his his movements, and when you had the different dance movements like the Stanky Leg and just all of those different. They might not have been substantial in their context, but in their content but what the, what they were t- what they were having us do how they were having us have fun but we can get into all of that um in the episode we will and we'll also allow y'all to open up the conversations in your own households and your own circles and stuff like that so definitely 
think about like whose fault is it for the way music is if anyone's fault at all or do you are you satisfied with music right so that's what we're gonna get into in this episode definitely gets a little debatey debatey a little heated i wouldn't say heated i would say just passionate because we love music it's definitely something necessary for us on a daily basis so but i'm not gonna over talk it just listen to the episode and let us fill you in on our thoughts and then have your own conversations yep as always um, we hope that our conversations facilitate conversations in your environment so check this uh episode out and talk about it amongst your amongst yourself your peers and uh the people in your environment you'd be surprised what people think yeah and hopefully it reaches a greater audience and hopefully there's enough of these conversations that create an effect that goes bigger than our listeners and goes bigger than just our circles and really starts to buzz and bubble boom check us out we back <laughs> we're back we we're are back. back we are back i know they tired of me thinking that but it's okay we are back we are back got my vocals going today because we did karaoke yeah we did do karaoke that was fun that was fine with mom she made it's us kind of forced us she yeah us. she did definitely made us keep going like that. i don't want to sing anymore they yeah, put that pressure she definitely, on me. She yeah. definitely uh, demanded that we sung at least two songs. Two songs. I only and sung then we two. had to do two duets. Yeah, and then we had to do a duet because she <laughs> needed to hear a duet. And then she wanted to hear two chains. Yes. But she didn't know the song. So. She didn't know the song at all. She didn't want an explicit two chain song. I don't know how that worked. But yeah, definitely. If I'm breathing hard, y'all, it'll be done in about four minutes because I'm, I'm on my little exercise bike. I got goals. Yeah. So, yeah. We we're back, man. Hiatus, man but we're, we're working our way back, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, we got a lot, a lot going on individually oh and my. collectively. Yes. Like, you when's know, the last time we did this? 2020? It's been two years since we recorded. Almost. Uh, like has a it? Year and a no, half. it's been last. It's been two years since we. No, it's been. 2020. Yeah, was 2021 a, is the last time half. we put out episode. Yeah, two and a half. Dang, they haven't heard from well, us. Since we half. put out an episode, no, I know. it's only I'm, been like. It hasn't been that long since we recorded. We recorded. No, I know. I'm, I'm talking about for the people. That's all they care about is how oh, long it's oh, been yeah. since they've heard us. So yeah. it's been two and a half. Dang, sorry, yep. y'all. We've been busy, though. So, not that sorry. Y'all just have the anticipation built up for us. Everybody miss us. What up, India? What up, Malaysia? Yeah, yeah man. We uh, thank you for your patronage all over the world, you know? All over. Um, we, uh, how was we supposed to know? You know what I mean? It don't even matter. Brown be people around there, town. But we will take it, okay? We will take it. Thank you. Thank you oh, for yeah. listening. And, you know, as we get back into this, we will be more consistent. So, yeah. So what's up for the, tonight? We doing this at 10 in the, in the evening, 10 at night. What's up for tonight? What are we talking about? Yeah, we is, man. Um, tonight, we are going to talk about. Uh, I want to just like 
Oh, this is, you know, but like we've been talking about something that's been. Which, wait, hold on. Elaborate on. I don't want to just clarify why. Because I don't want to. I don't want it to seem like it's. Uh, uh, I know it's episodic, but I don't want it to be that formal because no, me and I'm, you don't talk formally. No, like that. it's not that. But like, let them know what we're we're about to discuss. Like, this is a critical cultural thing and they should know what they're. Well, yeah, I'm about I'm about to get into it. I'm about to get into it, you know. And, and uh, the real thing is not the real thing, but what y'all need to know is this topic is near and dear to both of our hearts. For sure, um, it is. It's been annoying, to be perfectly honest. Um, it's is that we're gonna be talking about music, um, because I've we both have satellite radio in our car uh, we mainly been riding in my car and as i listen to satellite radio what i hear lets me know that music right now is in a bad place and has been in a bad place for a while um and we kind of started talking about why is that yeah so the question is who's to blame for the current state of black music hip-hop R&B. i mean it, you know anything that black people touch music you know well, what i mean but what it we listen to, be- to I, we're talking about like what's relevant country sure we started that but i'm talking about what what's truly relevant to the majority of our culture no what i was gonna say is everything we touch sells but that just because it sells doesn't mean that it is uh oh. What am what 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 am I looking for? It is beneficial, I guess, or or it is of quality. I'll say that. Um, and I think that music right now, um, there's not really too much quality music coming out, and that's that's disappointing as fans of music who grew up on it and you know who had uh uh mothers and fathers who put us on to so many different things you know um to hear what's happening now um is really disheartening and as far as blame i i think that there's a lot of blame to go around um i think you know uh where we could start is the execs the record execs i really think that they have a humongous part to do with this, but nobody ever uh, actually assigned blame to them because for whatever reason, uh, well, not it's not for whatever reason, because artists are front facing and they're the ones who are actually performing the content. Whenever it's subpar, you automatically look at the actual artist and be like, hey, that shit sucked. Shit was not official the song was recycled the bars were subpar the beat was probably hard which which is crazy because the beats have been getting nice uh over the years but now the beat is the star of the show and nothing else uh is of quality so only blame the outsiders for not for so long uh we're not gonna like give them a time frame to not be blamed but i definitely think so much because we as the consumers it's like when we boycotted a mall and the mall went out of business like the 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 real trajectory and the real status of something 
really depends on the consumer because we talk about the black dollar and and the we could debate about you know that it really comes down to like what we're allowing ourselves to entertain and we complain and we complain about it but so i don't know if you heard that but yeah um go go ahead keep going i was listening oh so we complain about it but um at the end of the day like i don't i don't like when people complain and i'm like one of those people that's not like I lean on everything black people say and like I agree just because we all agree with it like at some point we do have to take responsibility and in this situation what we started we need to cultivate what we started and what we give the sample of a stamp of approval for we need to take responsibility for the execs only push what the the masses allow they can okay this is a trend let's start pushing this oh they're they're okay with that let's push this if we don't like it they're always thinking about money so it's like if we don't if the masses the black people don't accept this we're not going to make any money so the approval and the, the settling and there's a word that i'm looking for but i can't like pinpoint but basically a more articulate word for like settling but mm-hmm. we're accepting subpar work we're accepting subpar material from these microwave cookie cutter artists and then we'd be like Mm. what happened to music music sucks well you can't have it Mm. both ways you can't complain and then also not do something about it you can do something about it even if you're not an artist start pushing quality start listening to quality start patroning quality you know Uh, okay well i see that so i'll say that that's kind of where you dip back into the execs being at fault because the execs are only putting out certain things based on what I guess they want the sound to be based on I don't agree with that at all they're white I don't care if they're Arabic I don't care if they're Israeli they're white they don't know what our ears you you can't be an expert at being black just because you took african-american studies so someone could take african-american studies and think they're an expert on blackness no the the expertise always lands with the person so they can think oh this is what we're gonna put out no it still has to go through us are we the filtration yeah but you know what the problem with that is like Mm -hmm. i understand that point and i think that that's right like you can't be an expert after going to one african-american studies class or you know something like that the problem is yeah even yeah even getting a degree or getting a you know uh, uh, a higher level degree or even a phd in those studies it, it doesn't make you tim wise is an expert on what it means to fight for uh the marginalized he is not an expert on all things black he's no a, he's an expert at allyship you know there's sure. things there, there, yeah there's a distinct difference that's what that's basically what i said like he's a uh, uh, on he's an expert on uh fighting for the underprivileged the marginalized um but that doesn't mean that he's an expert in us there, there's a distinct difference between the two because he doesn't have the experiential the experiential component to uh partner with the academic uh knowledge that he has the academic expertise if you want to call it that or whatever but the problem with the the record execs is is like oh we could say oh they need to they don't know um about what black music is no they don't but 
what they do know is what sells and what sells is what is being put out right now correct but and that black, se- and, and, the selling and, and, and is what people, we're paying for and but 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 then that's but then that's that's their business their business isn't necessarily pushing artists to make the best music it is pushing artists to make the best selling music. That, that's the point, though. They don't. I feel like music execs don't care about what matters to us. They care about money, so they don't care about the quality. They care. Okay, if this sells, that's what we care about. If we demanded quality, like hey, supply and demand, supply us quality, we'll pay for quality. No, we're saying we'll pay for, and paying is obviously streaming. It's not, you know, like we know what that is in music um, uh, jargon, but selling and streams all that type of stuff that's still they're going to supply what we demand or the lack thereof so it's still not on i don't believe it's fully on them they can only do what we allow or ask so i at no point did i say it was fully on them i, said I didn't say that, that either but i'm saying like i feel like they don't even hold like they hold a, a, a portion of the culpability but i think it's ultimately on us and I actually have another unpopular, this is our podcast, I actually have another unpopular opinion on who is who is ultimately to blame as well. And it's okay. not who you well, think. Okay, well, we'll get to that. Um, but I, I think that exec, I think that you are minimizing exec's uh, role in it a little bit. And I don't think that their role can be minimized because ultimately it's them it's those people at those companies that decide what music comes out whether or not the music is is up to par or not based on our standards is a completely different matter from what they believe is going to generate but they can believe all they want if we don't absorb it if we don't take it in if we don't approve or check it off or push allow it to be pushed it ain't gonna go nowhere yeah but that's but that's the point we are we're not demanding anything higher no yeah so so that's why it's them is because they know that no matter what we are consuming it it don't matter whether or not it's good or not that's why they can be that's why their blame can be where it's at in my mind because we are consuming it choosing what we consume choosing who we we go see on tour choosing who we keep playing over and over and streaming that's yeah but we're the ones but but we're the ones who are um we're the ones who who are dictating uh we're, we're the ones who are dictating what is what is selling but then they're also perpetuating the cycle because there's no need for them to push music in a different direction because Why would they if they're making the, money that they're they care about money they don't care about quality yeah and so that so they don't hold any they don't hold culpability in that babe i've been saying that it's not that they're not culpable i've just been saying that they're not the majority i've been saying that, that no I, I didn't say that they were the, a majority I, i'm saying that they hold you know i never they said hold, that they, they didn't have i've this. never said that from the beginning but i, I think that but i think that the uh, a majority of i think a majority of the uh blame 
um, should go to the artist. And maybe I said a lion's share of the blame should go to the execs. And if I did, um, yeah, I'll think about it now. Yeah, you've been kind of making it sound like that. No, I, I wanted to talk about the execs because uh, no music gets out without their approval. No, and yeah, so, but it's, it sounds like you're trying to say, you just said I'm minimizing it. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that it's removed. But when we think about any type of patent or trial or anything that's being produced, it can be tangible goods or services. When somebody is first coming out, they're going to try everything. And if people don't like it, then they're going to try again. What they're putting out that the the, the minimal amount of people uh, don't like, the masses do. So it's like, oh, we're trying this and most people like it. If most people didn't like it, they're worried about money. So they're not going to keep putting it out and spending money on something frivolous. So it's ultimately our call and the execs are doing however dirty and chicey they are. That's definitely there. But they can they can only do as far as we're concerned. Artists and taking money from them. That's a whole nother well, conversation. But OK, they so, can he, push, so he, go ahead. they can push what we as a majority accept. So if most of us are we like the more conscious or me, I like a healthy balance of conscious and ratchet. But so if there's a majority of us that like all ratchet and we're streaming that, then that's what they're going to push. If the majority of us are like, hey, we want more Wale, more J. Cole, more Kendrick, more that's, baby that's, where... that's where it's going to go. And you can see that cycle in the the decades of what music the eras were the 2000s was an era the 90s were an era that's what the demand was yeah but uh, okay so that's actually where i was gonna go and why they do hold some culpability because how is it that wale can make the kind of music he makes and he has never gotten the push that uh, other artists who are inferior to him have definitely gotten you know what i mean like you know, I, I mean, to say, you know, th there's, I mean, but like, he's like a real extreme example of it, um, of somebody who makes not just conscious music because he definitely makes conscious music, but he also makes good music. He makes fun music. He, uh, uh, he has ratchet side. He does, he does everything. He does good, uh, R&B songs. He does, uh, uh, great hip hop songs. Like, you know, Wale can do it all. And the idea that Wale is that versatile and he has never received that kind of push to me. Like if you was to say like Rhapsody hasn't gotten the kind of push that like, uh, uh, hmm, who's somebody who like the city girls, for example, absolutely, Rhapsody didn't absolutely. get nearly the push that the city girls did. So the city girls are huge and Rhapsody ain't necessarily huge, but we clearly know who the better rapper is you know what i mean um is it because rhapsody doesn't make good music I don't, I don't believe that you know what i mean like i i think that and that's where the we do have to hold the execs responsible because there are people out here who are making good music um and, and good like uh uh carefully crafted series not not serious but like good carefully crafted um like really intentional music you know what i mean music that they care about i'll say that music that they definitely care about and these artists are not getting the marketing dollars aren't getting pushed aren't getting any of that kind of stuff whose fault is that it's that's 
and so that's when the executives come into uh focus because the artists can't necessarily market themselves in some ways they can if they're independent or they're on a smaller label you know like uh uh like a bootsy or somebody like that who really got his name from the local circuit and became a local legend and then people start rocking with him outside of his his neighborly confines you know um but like somebody like a rhapsody she uh where was she at is she on def jam i don't know where she's at i don't remember exactly where she's at so let me not uh let me not say that i will say that wherever she is they are not putting the kind of they did not put the kind of money into her that i feel as though they should have the same with somebody like joe budden the same with uh wale like there, there are people who are criminally underrated when you hear their music and you just wonder like how are they not bigger and that's a rec that is an executive thing that's not an artist thing yeah but then you think about who they think about will make money that again they're gonna gauge where they so put you mean money. to tell me somebody listened to wale's music and was like he ain't gonna make money uh, a label or or an exec yeah a label yeah Absolutely, like, like a because label. he's yeah. conscious think of who how popular are conscious artists i don't care about kendrick and j cole they're Two they broke of, through huh they broke through that's what yes happened. exactly but think through. about think about like man i could get like i could go on on a tangent with j cole because i love him but i have a little bit of an opinion about why but i i just feel like i mean it, go ahead i feel like it's light skin i do i do feel like mm. him being mixed okay. him being light skin i don't care how much he identifies with being black because to me he's a nigga mom could be white he's a nigga but i feel like it's a light skin thing for him i think that he's palatable because he's like you know and also too we have to consider that he was signed to jay-z even though jay was like you gotta you gotta put yourself out there he was still backing him it's it's the machine behind someone that gives somebody the faith it's like okay business talk for a minute People believe right. in LLCs more than they believe in sole proprietor. They trust you more when you have the name of an LLC. You have right. more clout, so to speak, when you have a business structure beyond just mm -hmm. saying, this is my business name. So I think just because Jay-Z, and, and this is obviously another side to why I think um, J. Cole was big. And if you think about Kendrick, who was Kendrick with? So I think that there's that. Wale, I don't remember ah. him associated with anybody i think that i, I can't remember because i wasn't paying attention I, to this type of stuff when they all came out but i don't remember so, coming out with anybody big so let me say this about kendrick real quick um i think that people thought think that tde was big before kendrick they were not wait what kendrick tde wasn't big before kendrick isn't it his label yeah, uh no i don't i don't know top dog yeah I thought they were around before Kendrick. Let's see, because I always, always thought it was. So maybe I'm wrong. You know what I mean? I, I But I thought that they were around before Kendrick. And if Kendrick co-founded them or, you know, uh, they started with Kendrick, then I stand corrected. You know what I mean? Um, but I that that's an interesting take. Um, and I tend to agree because 
when you when you actually listen to them bar for bar, is Wale that much worse than Cole? Well, first let's let me chime in and say that I was I stand corrected. No, I always thought TDE. So I guess his him his face made him always made me always think he owned it and founded it. No, TDE was founded by someone else. And let me yeah. just shout him out. His okay, name I, is okay, I Anthony thought, Top Dog Tippett. So right, I thought so. I thought yeah, I, I never. No, knew I that. thought so. You know what I mean? No. And you know, um, I, I thought that that was the case. And Kendrick made them big but but that's to say that kendrick as somebody who is a conscious rapper i wasn't even talking about tde i wasn't even thinking about them i i was thinking about so like the, his association with dre like well, that's, yeah 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 that's, that's true. what Go i, ahead, I yeah. didn't even associate tde with kendrick when i was talking about why he probably got where he was in terms mm-hmm. of like that's why like yg has bragging rights because he didn't he chose not to associate not in, not in a you know a personal way but like he chose to come into the game on his own he didn't have a big backing he didn't have a co-sign by um signing to somebody yg came in on his own that's what i remember again i have to fact check but i believe i remember him saying that um in songs and stuff so but he's still not as to me worldwide as kendrick no oh. no yg isn't is not and i would love him to be of course you know shout out my city but like I, I would love him to be just like kendrick and everybody else but yeah i, I feel like wale didn't come on come in on the same train and i again i have to fact check this but from what i remember i remember the co-sign of cole and jay-z i remember the co-sign of um uh, uh, uh dre and um kendrick even something as silly as like um beyonce coming in solo and jay-z like i feel like even though she had her own because of destiny's child i feel like she got bigger because of jay-z like i feel like her growth was accelerated because of her association with him her first single had him on it like the buzz about them dating stuff like that like i feel like that could have catapulted a lot of things and that's not something that we can um x out of the possibilities so hmm. um I think that light skin thing, and I love J. Cole. Yeah. He is he is one of my favorites. Yeah. However, I will agree with you on that. I, but then, I think that there is there is something to be said for him being uh, uh, light skin. And Do you think he's more popular than Kendrick overall? No. Yeah. Uh, overall, try to accept, try and just think of it objectively. Do you think he no, won? no, no? I actually you think Kendrick's oh, uh, more popular. Uh, uh, no, no. I think Kendrick really? is, is. Yeah, I think Kendrick Why? is definitely more popular. Um, I think because Kendrick, because Kendrick is not Wayne, and what I mean is Kendrick isn't everywhere all the time. Explain that a little bit more. Wayne at when Wayne was at the height of his powers. When Wayne was literally considered like the best rapper alive, even though there were plenty of people alive that I felt as though were better than him. Not to say he wasn't good, but like, you know, um, he he was great. Um, but remember but who said that thought, before him, though? Huh? Remember who said that before him, arguably? What, the best rapper alive? Yeah. Who? Jay-Z. Oh, I mean, yeah. And Jay didn't go anywhere. Yeah, but so, I think I mean, at that time, claim. Wayne was rapping better than Jay-Z. 
Well, I'm not saying about better. I'm saying like just an aside, like I heard either Wayne, I think Wayne said it, like you gotta claim that. Like if you want that, you have to say it. You know, you have well, to Well, yeah, yeah. And I and I'm not saying that. he was ever gonna be like, you know, I'm number two to like these other niggas. No, he's gonna say like, yo, I'm the best rapper alive. Like, yeah. You know, he you 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 have to be braggadocious when you're trying to be the best, otherwise people won't believe you. Right. You know what I mean? Man. It's so just like saying the number but one product saying, in this category. I, I'm just saying in my eyes. Um, but yeah. at the time, I will say at the time, um, I don't think there was nobody rapping better than better than Wayne bar for bar. Like Wayne was putting out crazy stuff mm-hmm. all over the place. Like the trouts, the dedications. Then uh, I didn't really, I didn't necessarily. I like uh, the Carter one and two. And I think I like some of the Carter three. The rest of them suck to me. Um, but his albums albums weren't that good. But but what I mean about him versus Kendrick is when Wayne was at the height of his powers, he was everywhere. Wayne was on everything. If you call mm-hmm. Wayne for a feature, Wayne was going to deliver that feature. Kendrick is almost the exact opposite. Kendrick puts out what he wants to put out. Kendrick hops on what he wants to hop on and then Kendrick disappears and I feel like that disappearance what it does is it makes you cherish the times when Kendrick is in the spotlight for sure absence makes the heart grow fonder yeah absolutely and what I think that that does is even against Kendrick's contemporaries like you know people always say Kendrick and Cole and a lot of people will Mm -hmm. argue Kendrick is like way better I don't I don't know that he's way better, but I don't know. Like I've watched, you know, certain people like shout out to Ebro and all of them. You know, I've watched them. If you ask them, they all think Kendrick is better than J. Cole. All of them. It's so weird because like coming from this side of the world, you always think like people from y'all side don't don't give us that type of credibility. And you hear it because like you know, people from my side would be like, you know, I would try to go to the East Coast and put out my music and they would be like, no, you know, they wouldn't put it out. But I remember Game saying like, they, you know, they was definitely rotating him. So it's still always weird to hear like they think because the proximity to J. Cole is there, you know, his his neck of the woods. So, you know, even on that geographic level, it's still weird to hear that because you hear so many West Coast artists be like, the East Coast don't want to put me out, you know? And to hear that they think Kendrick is better, it shows in a lot of ways how far we are coming where music for people like Ebro, who's conscious and intellectually sound in, in many ways, you know, but especially, you know, in music, like we're accepting the quality of music for what it is instead of it being coastal. So I just had to, to touch on that because in some ways I feel like we have come a long way because now music isn't about location it's about how it sounds for the people that are consuming it in the right way like how it sounds right and what you know what i'm saying like we're really right. breaking it down and and um yeah it ain't just like oh there's a west coast name yeah so, like, exactly like just yeah. historically uh west coast niggas just don't rap as good their beats are probably better but they don't rap as good. You know what I mean? And so you would walk into like a, a, a West Coast party expecting to bop, but expecting to not. I wouldn't like the say, lyrics is not like that. It's not rap as good. It's, it's, that's subjective because 
what is rapping is good. Like Rakim told a story. Biggie told stories. West Coast people tell stories too. So the Yeah, sound- but but even even in something like that, like if you was to take uh Rakim's con- contemporaries at the time, like who if you was to actually ask people like Rakim or Ice Cube, for example, I don't know. I, and maybe this is just me being the East Coast kid. And I, I don't know. I, I think it would be a good question to actually ask, like a room full of people that are from different areas of the country. Who do they feel like is the better rapper if they actually listen to both Rakim and Ice Cube, which you should right, have. because a lot of people might say Rakim is simple. He's not aggressive. He's not, you know what I'm saying? Like he's not getting in your ass like Ice Cube. So there's different ways to think of what rapping, quote unquote, rapping as good is. Well, and I don't, I don't about, think you I don't could, know about, I don't, I don't know that people would say that Rock, anybody would say Rakim is simple. I mean, some people might. Like he's just, the cadence is there and he's rapping, but. What is he really saying? If we're comparing him to someone like Ice Cube, you know what I'm saying? Like I, Ice and that's Cube where, is not. I, go ahead, go ahead. Go no, ahead. well, that's where it becomes subjective. Like we can't say rap as good because rap as good. Remember, we were watching something with Mouse, and Mouse was like, "J Cole is trash," you know, or I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it sounded like that's what he was saying. No, he what he like, said is he didn't like the song "Middle Child." Yeah, and that's a great song. I don't see how you couldn't like it, but he's like Wale, and I don't remember what he said about Wale, but he liked, you know, he liked them better. That's all subjective. What you think about wordplay, what you think about cadence and all of that stuff, that's uh, individual interpretation. I don't think rap as good can be, not rap as good can be, you know, pushed to just West Coast people because it doesn't I mean, I I don't know that it can't get, get Uh, you know i i i don't know that that's generalizing well what i'm saying is i don't know that you can say or can't say that somebody raps raps uh better than somebody else but i think that if you was to uh i mean i guess it's just the east coast thing it is it's an east coast thing east coast people always feel as though the people who came from the east coast were just technically and lyrically better than pretty much any coast until like the until like the mid to late 90s and even and even then like they still kind of we still kind of felt like we had the better rappers because we had people like dmx you know and and uh and i would argue and, like, and like that's a very and the lock rudimentary example of what you think is the best rapper i love and respect dmx but i'm not I'm not in agreement if that's well what you're not well is. i mean you don't have to be a a, a dmx um like it, it's not like so like who was somebody who was out in like the late 90s from the west coast i don't know i who was out in the 90s i mean obviously we know like cube was out we know from the west coast we know Dre was doing a little something. Snoop was doing something. Um, I mean, like, you could even take, like, Snoop. Like, if you was to ask, like, somebody who was the better rapper between, like, Snoop and DMX. And I don't even, I don't even think, who did they do verses with? It was DMX and Snoop? 
It was damn nice to Snoop because yeah, that was wrong. a terrible pair up. I don't yeah, agree was. with that it, at it all. It was not a good matchup. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Like DMX is in his own echelon and Snoop is in his own echelon. They they don't cross paths. So No, they don't. And so, you know, ultimately what what I'm saying is uh I, Kendrick is one of the people who broke who broke through um and put basically a a specific genre being, you know, um con- he brought him and Cole collectively brought consciousness to the mainstream got it back but see uh, the only reason i asked do you think that people think j cole is a better rapper is because then it wouldn't negate the light skin argument because if you believe that more people like kendrick as a rapper yeah like i've watched a few people um uh i've actually watched a lot of people um on like like drink champs interviews and stuff like that and they'll they'll ask the kendrick and cole and more often than not kendrick they say kendrick. yeah so then it it can negate that in in conversation but it can it can negate it in a certain sense yeah, but so- the idea that people don't feel as though cole is as good as kendrick but they are on the same playing field even though people consider kendrick a way better technically sound rapper uh, like that does actually still lend itself to that i don't think it lends itself to the people i think that's where the execs come in and like where the money is being put because he's light-skinned i don't think people have anything to do like black people we have a long ways to go in terms of colorism and stuff but i do think that we pay less attention when we are like us like conscious and intellectual when we're judging music i don't believe that we really think about skin tone you know or else logic would be part of the conversation and he don't belong in it so it's like i i don't think that we do that i think where they fund where they may have funded him when he was maybe with a label that could have been why because he's acceptable he's palatable oh he's conscious but he's light-skinned you know well it's just like a lot of the activists that you know were very vocal um you know that are memorable quote unquote they were they were light-skinned you know, right. so it's like who is getting these pushes, who's being broadcast and advertised, you know. Um, so but I feel like there's another part to play into the culpability of the state of music. And it's gonna be very specific at this moment because we can have the light skin argument and if we're talking about music in the black culture that we consume, um, before I get into my unpopular opinion, I do think that the colorism argument is heavy in R and B heavy especially with women singing r&b oh yeah that is where the problem is like all these talented um and even in rap but all these talented and we're so we'll just talk about women in music Mm -hmm. all these talented women normani coco jones all that type of stuff they're uh uh you know sis is one of them that's kind of like you know she's getting a huge push anyway even though she's not light skin to, in my mm-hmm. interpretation mm-hmm. but besides her you know you see a lot of light skin artists that sing you know women and you don't hear about like the the women who are like you hear about them but the push the funding is not there with like normani we're still waiting on her to really do something big um and she's it sounds like she's not being pushed you know from what i 
what I hear and I listen to. Same with like Coco Jones. She has a couple singles like ICU and stuff, but they don't feel like they're really going anywhere currently. They're mm-hmm. talented. They're very, very talented. And you hear more about Chloe, Hallie, of course, Beyonce. Um, for a, a while, Queen Nigel w- was um, being circulated a lot. Ella May, you know, where and someone just has to chime in, you know, at some point in these conversations. Like, who are the brown skin artists besides SZA that are really doing it big? Right. That's where the colorism and the the light skin versus dark skin type of conversation really is heavy with the execs. Like at that point, when they see what quote unquote is sexual and what is attractive, I truly believe that quality doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anyways to them, but they're really like, okay, who's palatable for everybody and who, who do we like to look at? Not even just what the people want. Like, what do we think is acceptable? We're going to push this light skin girl. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think that historically women are just naturally more subjected to those kind of things than men would be anyway. You know what I mean? Like we just don't deal. We just don't have to deal with what it is to be, you know, uh, uh, objectified based on the color of our skin like that. It's not to say it doesn't happen because it does, but not to the extent that it does for women and especially uh black women so yeah i I feel like that's that's true you know um and that's the execs too you know but i i'll say that where we can start uh moving into the artist side of it is man are these little niggas just up for a money grab Okay, that's where I was going to go. I'll let you go, but that's where my unpopular opinion really comes in. It's all it is, is what's the trend? What are people talking about that's going to get me to listen? I mean, that's going to get me listened. Whether you have done it or not, whether it's authentic to you or not, what is going to get me on? And a lot of times it's the bullshit and that's what they run with that's what they start creating and it's never about the actual art even the names that they pick would y'all you know just take a second and think about the artists from back in the day right and then think about some of the artists now and their names they're not even being created with their names not even with their names they are there it is the most inauthentic uh you can tell that these people are just trying to create a persona to get themselves in the door so that they can find a fire beat or be able to pay for a fire beat from one of these producers and say some bullshit on the beat um that has been basically recycled from a song and then okay let's circulate it so we can make money and how you know that it's about money is everything is single driven people actually stop and think about what the last like full full body of work was a classic album that, for r&b it could it could be r&b or it can be hip-hop like you know i know people were saying scissors uh newest album was a classic i don't know i didn't listen to it but um 
and it, you know i'm i'm speaking about more hip-hop i don't know the last uh i know i know the album that won a grammy that everybody was saying was great was the tyler the creator album i don't really like him me neither so i can't say that that joint was official i think the last classic album that was released and and people might think i'm crazy snowfall from jeezy hmm. i would definitely agree with you uh you can listen to that joint front to back what about kd one two and three that snowfall came oh, out king's after disease? those uh if king's disease came out after uh that then yes but if it came out before that then uh it's, which it's one Jeezy. do you think is the best out of one? all three My take on that is probably unpopular because I would probably say two. Hmm. Okay. I know a lot of people like King's Disease 1 and felt like the first one was a lot better than the second one. I like the second one. The third one was raw too. I would have to give... I didn't spend enough time with King's Disease 3. Okay. I'll say that. But uh, King's Disease 2 was definitely... Uh, was definitely the one for me. I love that album. Like everything about that album is just uh Nas what Nas did not come to play around. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, that's the one with Brunch on Sundays. I like Nobody. That's the one with Lauren Hill. Um man, Nas is good. Uh I like EPMD too. Um Store Run is my joint. Like he yeah, he had bangers on this one. Oh man, Nas wasn't playing around. King's Disease One was hard too, though, because Twenty Seven Summers. I know people may not. That's my. Sh- Ooh. I based that in the card. Now, that's my joint. Oh man, oh man, that's my song. Anyways, okay. Um, outside, but think, but think about who we talking about. That's Nas, right? If they say it's a young man's game then why are these old heads still the ones making classic albums you know old heads obviously in quotations because they ain't old but old in terms of, of music they've been in for 20 years okay so do you feel like and this is a question just for you to say on air because I believe I know the answer do you feel like Nas has stayed true to himself in his 20 year span with these newest albums do you feel like he has stayed true to who Nas is with these newest albums? Absolutely. As he's, as he's been. Okay. So that's where my opinion comes in. Okay. I feel like as we can talk about the littles and the youngs and all that stuff, I'm not worried about them because they're still copying what was once the original of something. Mm-hmm. Little Kim was, you know, the first noteworthy person a woman to rap the way she raps in that way in the generation that we've been around for wearing the colored wigs and all that right then we wait a long time and then nikki comes out well the these new girls are not so much following kim as they are nikki so they're trying to convey her belt what she's doing and they do a terrible job so i always go back to the original artists that really were trendsetters and that we remember as being generationally sound and like really setting the tone for what we should expect in music mm-hmm. like you know Wayne, Nikki, 
um, Dre, you know, any anybody that you want to name that we believe created great music. I blame them. So not specifically Nikki because she cares about her craft. I blame artists who continue to make music but try and blend in with the little. I believe the reverse is the problem. So, okay, it's a young man's game, so let me sound like them. So the foundation of what we hear still goes back to the old artists, not old in age, but like who was original, like who we grew up listening to. So they're sampling Usher. Usher is not old, but he's a classic to us because when we were kids, we listened to Usher. They're sampling his music now. The artists that are staying true to themselves, I believe, ultimately continue to win. Whereas the other artists, they're problematic because they're saying, okay, well, we see what these people are pushing. Let me try and sound like them. The best that I can remember doing that, but saying true to himself was J. Cole with KOD. So he made the sound sound like what was coming out at the time um, with the trap music and stuff, but his messages were still there. The artists that just completely just upend who they are and what their integrity is and try and sound like what it is now, I believe that's a problem. You should be staying true to yourself. Even evolving, we still know it's you. We shouldn't have to guess like, are you trying to change for the culture? I believe that's problematic. When you think about Nikki, like she cares about her pen so much and she continues to outdo even these new girls. I believe that's because she's staying authentic to herself. When you try and blend in, now we don't know you. We don't remember you. We're not paying attention to you because you're not standing out. So I, part of what I think is problematic is like these older artists in terms of their longevity in the game trying to recreate something that sounds like somebody that just started that's not why we love you we don't love you because you started copying people we love you because you sounded original and different and unique all right then i'm gonna put you on the hot seat name somebody or a couple people who you feel like have done just that Mm. I probably stopped listening to them, so I don't even remember, to be honest. Like, I don't listen to, I don't listen to artists that do that, so I can't say I remember or I know. I know that I, I know there's a reason why I said that, but I don't remember the examples of who that would be. Um, Somebody who completely. Oh, Little Kim. She she definitely did it. I believe Little Kim tried to do it. Hmm. I don't believe. I don't remember what her songs were. But I definitely think that at some point, you know, in the recent maybe like five years, I believe that she's tried to, like, we love Kim for Kim. Like, you are a prototype, Kimberly. <laughs> like, we don't need anything other than that from you, but to be the queen, you know what I'm saying? One of the queens. So I feel like I remember a time where she put out a song it might have been a diss I don't remember but I was turned off um I'm not gonna sit here and say Remy did it for sure but I just I I know that there are artists that have done that and I don't like it I don't like when artists try and fit in that's they not turn the into wave riders yeah I don't like it I'm not a fan I'm not a fan at all you know and it, it's always shows 
when artists who have been around like Nas are continue Nas are continuing to be popular despite the fact that they sound different. When you think about like sampling, we're not sampling um Meg. <laughs> we're not sampling her. We're sampling other people who made it music before. We're sampling Usher who's relative, you know, he's young still, but he's been around a long time. The only artist like in R&B that I can think of in R&B that because the other thing I was going to say is is not even so much of like the content, like the actual context of, of their music, but even the length of the albums. So what if people don't like if this new generation don't have a long attention span there? The rest of us are around. I still like a long album. Chris Brown is the example I was going to give of that. He doesn't like he's not like, oh, well, they only want 12 minute albums now. So I'm only put out, you know, nine songs that nigga be throwing them out there he be cranking them out if he makes a song it sounds you know how the artists say like i was in the studio and i made like 50 songs and like 45 of them didn't make the album i don't feel like chris brown ever scraps a song i feel like he puts everything on there that was good enough to create shy of maybe a few that just didn't sound good or something like that i feel like he puts everything on his albums even stuff like that i get tired of these short ass albums what am i supposed to listen to 12 minutes? No. Oh, so, you know, even something like 30 or 45 or like that. You know, we I, like music. If we like you, we want to hear you for a while. Yeah, like so I'll say this. Some of my favorite songs are short. Yeah, it's problematic. Like Dearly Beloved. Right now, um, um, uh, Call Me Every Day. Uh, Bust the Rhymes, The Purge. Oh, I love that yeah. song. I feel like it. I understand why that one is short. I really think Busta could have went crazy on that song. It's irritating. You know, um, even 27 Summers, I feel like that song is too short. Is that the one, bitch? Yep. Oh, okay. The one. I, I was going to say that earlier, but I didn't want to. That's my damn. Oh, love that song. But um, I will say i i actually don't think that's that that is that hot of a take i actually think that that's kind that's on that's on you know on brand i guess or or the artist or, the original like the more seasoned artists being part of the problem yeah switching how, up switching up yeah. and kind of trying to sound like these new kids like i, I only I don't, said that because i feel like a lot of people are like these new people don't know how to make music well okay but like all right, cool, but they they gonna be who they are. How about the ones that are trying to sound like them that have already been around? Um, and I'm thinking of somebody who has done that and they sounded bad doing it. Yeah. I can't, I, I and I can't really say that I can think of anybody right this second. I know it. that there are people who, uh, whose albums have sharply declined mm-hmm. or whose music has sharply declined and and it seems like it was out of nowhere um and it and what it really feels like is they just don't they just don't care i think kanye is one of them you know and i know kanye you know that's a touchy subject he deals with it you know a bunch of issues and things like that, that. But, to his music in my but yeah if we're talking or little about, to do with his music. well no I, I wasn't even talking about that but you know i'm talking about you know people talking about like you know how his diagnosis might affect his music like yeah okay you know um but he's still making music and i just okay. don't 
it's it's not there um he's can I, one can i talk about that for a second what? so people so people are saying that they believe his diagnosis impacts his music uh yeah like like basically like he um it's almost like his because he's bipolar um his music isn't gonna sound as good as before he was diagnosed essentially so i mean you know this because you're studying i know this because i deal with clinical mental you know um challenge mental health challenges just because someone said that it was diagnosed in a recent time doesn't mean that it wasn't there before. So if he was making the type of music you did like, he likely ha had bipolar disorder even back then, but just wasn't identifying it, was in denial, nobody diagnosed it. That didn't mean anything. He's gone through life. That's probably why his music has changed. I mean, we don't expect, when we talk about artists evolving, but just not sounding like everyone else, I expect Nas to sound a little bit more mature, more, having lived life so right. you know that i would hate for someone to be like i would hate to hear someone say that because of his diagnosis that's why his music don't sound the same a lot of artists struggle and i think a lot of artists struggle with mental you know wellness or whatever mm -hmm. maybe to a minimal or a, a extreme degree i think that when you deal with mental health challenges oftentimes the catalyst for your sanity is doing what you love and that could be in the that could be the most sane space that you're in so if he deals with bipolar he might be more tame when he's creating you, you i don't know his creative process but i i would hate to assign oh he's bipolar so that's why his music changed he's probably been bipolar when you liked the epitome of his shit so i've never heard that before but I think that people need to people who don't understand that experience of dealing with mental health clinically, like you can't just assign it to that or, or use that as rationale because that's not typically how it works. Yeah, it's not it's, it's not sound rationale to assume that, you know, and um, even even if that is the case, um, he because that is the monument that 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 y'all built to him that he is beyond reproach in terms of music and you know uh they always throw the word genius around when yeah uh, they're talking mm -hmm. about him um i feel like he was incredibly innovative for his time um i do not feel like and maybe this is a an, an unpopular opinion i don't give a fuck i don't feel like kanye was ever genius level with his music no, I agree. I That's believe. just, you know, and people will probably argue me to kingdom come, but I, I don't, I don't believe that he was ever a genius level. I mean, because when you honestly think about it, uh, Kanye has eight studio albums, right? Seven or eight. I think it's eight. You would know. He, he only has three classics and it's the first ones. One, two, and three. So, in your opinion who is a musical genius uh i feel like musical gene uh i already know mine <laughs> tupac mm, is a musical yeah. genius okay why because tupac made music that is similar to the bible and that it stands the test of time and it's relevant okay. and, in, and it's relevant in any era yeah mm -hmm. it doesn't matter when or where you listen to what tupac had to say Tupac, what he was talking about 
30 years ago is still relevant now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a, that is a, a, that is the mark of a genius, somebody who can make, who can create something in their time and create something timeless. Um, how, and that's the reason why I don't think that Kanye's music, Kanye is a genius because his music doesn't stand the test of time. Like the songs that you like from Kanye, the reason why you like them is because at, at the time they felt good. Mm. It's not because right now they make you feel good in the place you're in. They make you hearken back to a time when like, damn, like, yo, I was listening to that Slow Jams. That was my joint, blah, 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 back in the day. Now, not to say that Slow That's Jams a ain't a good Huh? It's a bop still to me. I'm no, sorry. yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> so so I, I said Slow Jam. Yeah. But what I'm saying is. I get you. Um, that song, as a song, does stand the test of time um, because it's a bop, but it's not a song that you would uh uh associate as being like a timeless it sounds like the time when he made it yes for sure you know what i mean it, do- it doesn't sound it it doesn't give you that biggie is another one who's a musical genius yeah um and, be- and, and the difference between biggie and tupac's music is tupac's music was good uh, uh is timeless because of the messages mm-hmm. tupac's messages were always incredibly strong Mm-hmm. Big music is good because you can hear the lyrical ability, oh the God. craft and the the care with which he wrote the lyrics and rewrote the lyrics and then laid them over the beat. You could tell that he was very meticulous about the things that he did. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes him um, that kind of person. You know, uh, you know, uh, that's what makes him a genius. There are certain people who are alive. Um, who like even some pioneers aren't necessarily geniuses. Absolutely not. You they can be I mean? genius in the fact that they pioneered something, but it could be limited to just that. Yeah, and like I think in that in that uh it has to extend beyond when you created it. Um I think that the one offering that Nip gave us yes, I was made him a genius. Too. Oh, I was thinking about him. He wasn't um, who I was gonna say, but he's on my phone, like as my top spotify plays and i definitely was going to say him if you didn't because i think nip was the last great one new one he was the newest one that really understood what it was to try and create a sound new it what do you mean by newest new like he was the newest he's not he was so he wasn't a new rapper right um because he came out when like 2000 what nine nine yeah eight or like nine that. yeah i remember like going back then yeah yeah so like he came out way back then and, and it's crazy because i was following him way back then um mm-hmm. but um his first studio off like his first full-length ep like his first album was victory lap that's 2018 and that was a was it 2018 I feel like yeah, I'm pretty sure oh. it was 2018. That okay. was that because that was that was uh, the year Cardi won it. 2018 Grammy. Oh, that's right. Um, I thought she won it in 2019, and no, yeah, okay, he was still it, around. Is it 2018? It, it might be something like that. Um, Maybe, yeah. I know that. Uh, 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 hold on, we're gonna look this up because I want to know. Uh, 
You're probably right. Let me see. Yeah, he released it on February 16th, 2018. Okay. Because they judge a- albums before, like the year before. No, they do it the year after. No, I'm saying they judge albums that were released the year before. On the Grammy. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. At the 19 Grammys, he lost to Carter. Right. Uh, I remember him being gracious uh, with, about it. Yeah, him and Cole was very yeah, gracious. Yeah, very gracious. Um, but um, I feel like that album was a genius, and I think that's what it takes to make a class. I feel like Cole, um, Kod, that was genius. Yes. The idea that he's going to take a sound, yes, I that is you. essentially some bullshit. Yeah, and put hit and take. He was going to take the sound. He but, produced the whole thing himself besides like one song. Yep. Like and that. he did it. Instruments. He everything. took their sound and did it so well yeah. that it effectively erased the littles. All of the littles except for Uzi are pretty much What, what you mean? Dope. I don't even know Uzi either. No 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 no. What well, well yeah, Uzi's still rock Uzi's still rocking. I can't stand Uzi. He but, do? Yes. He got yeah. One of his songs is uh they play it on uh the nba playoffs right now oh wow and it's yeah. a new song yeah it is and dj wow. drama had the nerve to say it was it was better than uh meek mill in- anyway okay like that- dollar said that no 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 dj drama oh dj drama yeah because you know drama is yeah that's his dj right his no not his dj that's his uh he the one who found oh they're on his in. label pretty much Uzi and uh, Jack Harlow, which I can't yeah. understand. Anyway, <laughs> you, you gotta see the Doritos Triangle commercial though. It's really ugly, and it made it. It made me think he's funny. Yeah, I'm gonna have to see it. I'm definitely <laughs> gonna have to see it. Ugly. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like there aren't many. Gen- Kendrick is a genius, you know. Um, because Kendrick understands how to weave uh, storytelling bars and consciousness into a uh, cohesive sound that you can't get enough of yeah for sure um, you know and then there's other ones Nas is a, is a, a musical genius mm-hmm. uh, Jay is a musical genius I feel like you know there are some other ones who aren't oh my gosh Nikki who don't get talked about enough and we're yeah. not just saying because for me I'm not just saying these people because I like them and they're like they're they're palatable and like i can listen to them it's the way i've watched nikki interviews where she talks about how she creates that is genius the fact that she can hear any song whether it's a she be on spanish songs she be on pop songs she be on uk songs here her process is probably different for different songs but what she has always said is like she'll hear the music and then she'll be in the shower or she'll just be doing something random and then she thinks of the cadence the the lyrics all of that stuff i don't feel like she she might have you know she might have like a, a arsenal of just bars that she can apply to different songs but the way she described it when she was talking to rob markman i believe was she will hear like uh, the song and then she'll just hear something in her head while she's doing something random and then start writing stuff down just off of something random alone you know and so the fact that she can transcend different sounds 
of music like she's not one size fits all like she's she can literally be applicable to different sounds different genres stuff like that i yeah people downplay versatility so yes i was actually gonna say speaking of versatility and transcendence prince because oh, yeah yeah what, yeah of course what is that shit is it r&b is it rock is it neo soul is it alternative the fact that first of all he was the artist that created his his sounds a lot of times and wrote his music and played the instrument hold on my alarm's going off um oh it ain't like we could hear it so oh okay so it's 11 11 so my alarm goes off but yeah so the fact that he can transcend the sound of dot 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 rock r&b so whatever it is what is that shit the fact that you really can't pinpoint what the sound is with Prince while he's creating. It's not like they're like, here, here you go, here's a pop song, make this hot. No, like he's creating songs and you can't put a label on it. Yeah. And he's a whole nigga. Let's not talk about the fact that, you know, he wore what he wore and he was still, you know, getting panties thrown at him and stuff. That ain't got nothing to do with it. It's the fact that People are emulating him now. Miguel, you know the influence is there. Luke James, you know the influence. All these people with these falsettos and the way that they sing, even, you know, somebody like Jesse Smollett. You know, you just hear, I know his influence is there. And the, the when you talk about timelessness, I feel like when you are an artist that is being emulated and you are creative, it's, it's not like the Chloe and Beyonce conversation where people are constantly saying like, She's trying to copy Beyonce. Well, first of all, she's her mentor. I'm sure she looks, Chloe looks up to Beyonce a lot. And who, you know, who wouldn't? So for that alone, I understand the emulation. But the fact that these, Prince didn't necessarily mentor these people. I believe Prince may have had a conversation with Miguel. I can't remember. I was watching an interview years ago. But the fact that whether he mentored them or not, they're taking that type of sound where a lot of times people don't care to people in the mainstream don't care to hear really good singing you know what i'm saying and people artists are still emulating a singing sound where you can come get by with lackluster singing now as long as it's a hot song you don't have to blow at anything like you don't gotta sing you just sing a little bit you know it's the same thing with hip-hop like these niggas they're bought like look do an experiment turn on satellite radio i was i was gonna say a specific channel but it's really all of them (laughs) just turn on satellite radio and tune in and listen for an hour or as long as you can as long as you're in the car and tell me you hear profound genre influencing music that ain't somebody big there ain't somebody who's already big. You're not gonna hear it. I feel like we just have like popcorn artists. It's like it's always somebody new, and I'm like, who is this? You're shazamming it all the time just to find out who it is. I'm very good with voices. I know who an artist is by their voice. Yep. These must be on the radio, and I'm like, who is this? Mm. You have to have a very distinctive sound, like Thames or Two Chains or obviously Nicki or Cardi or. Meg, like a lot of these popcorn artists that just popping out, 
and they coming out with songs and they just getting started they just bubbling i always have to who is this i gotta look at the info on your screen or shazam it or something so but that's what i was talking about with prince like the fact that he's universally applicable now and people are still trying to imitate him now and not in, in, a, in a grand I mean, yeah form, but like but certain elements of his artistry and a lot of the big parts of his artistry i feel like are being emulated still i, I mean yeah but like you know it's easy to name like the geniuses and the all-time greats because that's why they're all-time greats but like name somebody who we could look at and be like damn like these these people are really moving the culture with like with like their artistry who's doing that now i do feel like i do feel like SZA. she's like a form of i want to call it like neo soul like this generation's neo soul i do feel like she's like sleepy r&b kind of I, that's the word I would like to, the phrase I would like to use, like sleepy, chill R&B. Uh, sometimes I would say Summer Walker as well. I do feel like that those ladies are, there's a reason why they're popular. And I believe that when we talk about the fact that, so like, remember we were listening to sample music that was being sampled the other day. And I was like, it's interesting how all these people want to, not be original and they're sampling stuff that was popular for us that just shows you that we need that type of music back if they have to sample music that was in demand at that time so i feel like because sizza and summer walker to a large extent are very original summer walker she sampled a couple of things but to her grand artistry i believe that she's been very original um they i believe are bringing back in the realm of like true R&B, Neo Soul, that type of thing. And it just shows that originality wins. Originality is necessary. When you just hear all these cookie cutter, microwave popcorn artists, they're here and here and gone. I feel like they don't they don't last as long as you think they do. Nah, Meg could have been. I was about to say, even the ones that y'all really like, they're not going to be around for a long time. Meg, Meg is been, not going to be. Meg, ain't, she could have been. She's not going to be around for a long time. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's neither is the baby. Ne- neither is, you know, like, uh, uh, neither is Jack Harlow. I oh know people, he don't, I don't you know, I, no, but like people love him. People he, love him. He's not going to be around. He's, for ev- he's basically, he's Eminem, like, he's not the level of craft that Eminem is, but he's white boy rap acceptable. I don't even, he don't even belong in the conversation. Like, he's just I, a white boy that rap that everybody likes. And he's white, and we could just keep going in a circle with it. Like, yeah, um, I mean, not- you know, like I pre- I predicted the fall of a lot of these people. Even I I even predicted the fall of Cardi. I told people she went, she's not gonna be around long. People was like, oh, she won a Grammy. Cardi is here, blah blah blah. And I'm like, yo, she's how many not, of your favorite it's not last, artists? It's not gonna last. Just look at what she did. Look at what she's doing. She's not gonna stick around. Why y'all think she ain't putting out music now? You can hear need, when someone is passionate about it. That's she, I believe. You know, that like she don't even heavy. like. There's not even a a attempt essentially to to like. There's not even an attempt to try. It's about the money, and we know it's about the money. And it's like as long as you saying like it's about the money, then okay, like we can respect it like you know what i mean it ain't like we might agree with it or whatever but it's like okay 
you in here for a cash grab if you make something that's bobbable we gonna rock to it but other than that like we know you ain't but a lot of them will be like yeah uh i'm in it to try and be the best but then you you're playing you're creating and putting out these songs that are t- y'all half these little niggas can't even rap on beat no they sound I- like they're reading but I was gonna say I loved Meg because she took a different approach to raunchy rap. It was more about being a boss. Like City Girls came out with like I'm scamming and I'm frauding and stuff like that. That I'm not saying they're pioneers or trendsetters, but I'm just saying like, you know, they were rapping about not, you know what I'm saying? I don't really know how I'm trying to explain it, but they're not, it's not boss moves in the context of their their music it's more about like what i can get from somebody else meg came out lady pimp c you know and i know that that was her influence we didn't really hear stuff like that before you know at least in in my um experience i didn't hear that in my generation for real in terms of rapping if we're specifically speaking about women so that's why i said she could have been because she came with a different context a different technique and I was like, yeah, oh my I mean, gosh. What'd she do with it? Like, and that, that's the problem. I, I was like, oh, I, I didn't want to agree with you when we were having that argument because yeah. I was like, she, how can you say that? You know, but you start to hear that she's starting to dabble in the sounds that everybody else is creating. And that's where the problem is. And that's what I was saying. We, she's not I mean, you could just artist. listen. All you had to do was go and listen to good news. Well, it, we were we were arguing before that. Well, yeah, we were arguing before that. And I don't and then, remember why you said that about her at the time, because she was still bubbling. I felt, I just felt like, it, even with the stuff that I had been hearing, like Meg is not going to be able to sustain the stardom that she has because her, her she, while she is good at the way she raps, it is not going to be enough to to keep her and propel her. Meg ain't Jeezy because Jeezy has got by rapping the same way, yep. being himself. Originality, yes. Jeezy exactly. is himself. Yep. And you don't ever got to worry about Jeezy trying or, uh, you know, trying, attempting any of that to be anything to anybody else. Jeezy, uh, uh, I'm not even to anybody else. You don't have to be or being anybody else. Jeezy is Jeezy. Jeezy even has hit you with like some stuff to like, okay, like he. He growing up, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like this is, uh, 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 this is this is new Jeezy, you know what I mean? Like he, but in the grand scheme of things, Jeezy's still Jeezy, you know what I mean? And like every time you look at it, like uh, the recession too, the recession actually was my favorite uh, Jeezy album. I know people love uh, love like the first one, uh, Thug Motivation One on One, and you know. Um, but I actually like the recession. I think the recession was his best album uh, up until Snowfall. But um, he did the recession too. He did uh, Scene It All, and he did Therapy for My Soul. That's all grown up, Jeezy. Go and listen to that. It's it's all. It ain't all drug dealing and stuff like that. Jeezy's hitting you with some gems. You know what I mean? Like even uh, uh, Church in These Streets and Pressure. He he talking, but then. He also hit you with the uh the trapper die, you know what I mean? Uh, the uh not trapper die three TM one thug motivation one oh four, and then he hits you with snowfall. He still can talk that talk, and like I really feel like he was so good at what he did 
that what he presented us is what we wanted from him and even when he deviated from that a little bit we were willing to give him leeway because we know if we want that old Jeezy back we gonna get that Jeezy and that's that nigga like and, and every time it was just like oh okay like he not playing around no more you know like Snowfall is absolutely crazy you know it's one of my favorite albums to release in the past five years along with like King Disease, uh, King's Disease 2 and then uh, I don't know if Paranoia came out in the past five years but Paranoia from Dave East is actually a great album too but um, but uh, oh uh, not not just that uh, not just Paranoia but Hoffa is a great album from Dave East too I think that's a mixtape but still by the way um, I, these young the and so this goes to the artist part of it um, for y'all to y'all look at these old heads and be like oh like they just doing what they doing and they just hating on us like there's a reason why these old heads that y'all think is hating on y'all have been around for as long as they've been around because they know what to do one two they know who they are and they stick to that you know what I mean like probably one of the main reasons uh, uh, Hitmaker didn't blow as a rapper is because he was rapping about shit he ain't know about. That's but why is Drake popular? Light skin? Young Berg? Light skin too. <clears throat> Drake is popular because Drake was moody. Oh yeah he not he moody sleepy yeah. Yeah Drake was mo- Drake Drake got popular not uh, uh, you know people felt like he could rap but Drake made moody songs Drake yeah. was the first was your first real like chill hop hip hop hmm. like he he kind of did it first and now everybody is trying to either capitalize on that or capitalize on the Migos it's either Drake or Migos um, and if they go the Drake route a lot of them just sound ridiculous because Drake's charm in that he can't sing is that he's not necessarily trying to hit the notes drake is just kind of serenading you with like some sing-songy talk in a way yeah i i feel that chris brown is doing that well as well he's hitting whatever notes he you know what i'm saying he, he i mean going. chris brown is r&b one but chris brown's snack is uh chris brown but uh, chris brown is a genius too chris chris brown's yeah. thing is um, Chris Brown knows how to make music that people want to hear. So, okay, that's where I want to take it because you know what I have a problem with, and this might be, I don't, I feel like the men in the R&B space may not deal with the colorism or the push of light. Yeah, skin. I said that. I said that. No, I, I know. And what I'm saying is like currently, I don't feel like that's a thing currently, but I do have a problem with an artist in particular who rivals chris brown in terms of sound not obviously the catalog but just the the original quality of r&b trey songs i feel like trey should be bigger than he is because chris brown is very versatile in the the sounds but i feel like he gets down to the 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 bones of r&b in his music when he's actually making r&b Forget all the no guidance, those type of sounds. 
I'm talking about like when he's actually just singing on a song. Trey Songs is doing the same thing. I love his entire album that he came out with in 2020 minus like a couple songs. And that's what I feel like R&B should be. And I feel like Chris Brown still does that. So why isn't Trey? Why isn't Trey? Because people will be mad because Chris Brown womanizes and all this stuff, but he's still big. Trey Songs, from what I understand, like I know he's done stuff, but they don't keep bringing up stuff Trey has done as opposed to what Chris Brown has done. So why is Chris still getting played? Trey Songs, I feel that he should be bigger than he is. I don't, I don't understand why he is like the core of R&B. He has never deviated from that. I don't like bottoms up. I don't like that type of stuff coming from him. I like when he's just singing and putting together a real good R&B song. And he's not big. Like he's not as big as he should be, I'll say. No, he's not. He played. He got Um, played. He's not. Trey, I, I, I feel like that's true. I feel like Trey should be bigger. And I don't know why people feel as though like they don't have to give Trey a chance or they don't need to give Trey a chance because the Trey make that Trey makes really good music. I, I, Trey is versatile too. We talked about versatility. Trey can do pretty much anything. You need Trey to rap a little bit on a song. Yes. He can hit you with that. You need Trey to, to like really ballad you a oh joint. Like he may not have like you know the the most elegant of voices, but Trey Trey gets you there. He you know will I mean? make like, you feel. He will make you yeah, feel. And that's Somebody what I'm saying. Like, Trey, He's like Trey the Lenny get you Williams there. of our generation. Yeah, like Trey will get you there for a hundred percent. Trey will definitely get you he there. And like, I, I just feel I, I don't know why. I think people Trey try to drink too much. Bigger. I I feel like people saw Tory channel drake and we're like we gotta all sound like that now tori oh, did it see, he's successful that's, and so no. they try and blend the rapping they try and blend the the style of music drake was with the singing so they're trying to put r&b over what drake was doing and i feel like everybody's doing that now we don't just get solid r&b everyone's trying to sound, have that sleepy you know moody sound to them instead of just having a good solid r&b song with some nice instruments that you done heard before but a different melody i don't always want to be sleepy like i just want to feel the oxytocin and the you know what i'm saying the good feelings of love and stuff from r&b i don't want to feel sleepy and i don't want that there's a, a, a category for sleepy it's neo soul it's you know it's chill music i want to feel like that just baby baby please you know what i'm saying like i want that and trey brings you that chris does bring you that there's i gotta hear him because i i haven't heard enough of those type of artists in the male realm i mean well again like i just feel like that you know maybe they see the struggle to get relevant or, or not relevant but the struggle maybe to stay relevant that they feel like trey has and they're like we're not gonna go that route so we'd rather go the chris brown route even though like the trey route is really what's gonna put you deep because the chris brown route is a lot harder to do um yeah you know and i i just feel like trey um isn't recognized the way he needs to be and 
I don't know what it is. I I could not tell you. I think that Trey does. I don't know. Anything that anything that you need from Trey, like if you need like just something to fuck to, go get uh ready. Put that on. Listen. Y'all gonna get it in. It's, Listen, it's he, no, even his newest album, a couple of them songs is on my second playlist. But like, you know, you gonna yeah, they is. Um, or or like, if say you need like a more, you know, like you need something a little more upbeat or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, you can go and get uh his trigger uh, album. Uh, yeah, you can do his trigger album. Um, what's the name of his mixtape? He he has like some mixtapes where like he's rapping over other people's beats. Oh. Anticipation, uh, stuff like that. And no, no, anticipation that, is some more sexy yes. shit. That's some more sexy shit. But, like, um, there's also Jack and for Be- uh not Jack and for Beach. What the hell is it called? You gonna make me go look it up now? Because but you know what crazy. though. People, so this is what I'll say. You are a, a music connoisseur, but there are people that love R&B that don't want to hear R&B artists rap. I'm gonna just say that. I, like, no, no, no. And I'm not saying that you. Everybody wants to hear him rap. What I'm saying is, what I'm speaking to is the versatility that he has. I'm not saying that people want to hear him rap because a lot of people may not want to hear him rap, and I get that because. You know, like I don't want to hear everybody who like I actually don't like when Chris Brown raps. I can't stand it. It depends. It has to be like smoothly thrown into a song where he's singing. I don't want to hear. I don't give a damn. I don't want to hear it the entire time. No, sing. No. Like pills and automobile. I think he did like a good balance of. I'm pretty you know sure what the did. crazy thing is? If it ain't the video, I don't want. I don't want to hear that song. What? Okay. I, it's not, so nope. we're talking about we're talking about good R&B. Like, where's Bruno at? Where's Miguel at? Because listen, we talk about singers. They on they on there. Well, yeah, of course they, they are. But like, you know, um, pure R&B in my opinion, and they could still do like Bruno. He's very upbeat as well. Miguel. I mean, like that's just the um. I really think that that's just the people don't want to do R&B nowadays because people ain't trying to be talk about sing about be in love. love. People that's don't what want I was to do that type to. of shit. Yes. I, and who fault, who fault, who fault is that? If, do you want me to be honest? Uh, hello. Black by unpopular opinion. Yes. Chris Brown. <gasps> really? Yeah, I feel like it's a large part of it is his fault. Chris Why? Brown, t- because Chris Brown, the way he comes, told you face. no, because Chris Real. Brown told you these hoes ain't loyal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel like that's when it started. And you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, really? I, I really do, and I love Chris Brown. I love Chris Brown. I feel like when he made that joint, everybody was like, yeah, fuck love. And everybody started doing everything else about side chicks and taking niggas girls and uh, 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 taking girls niggas and all this other stuff. Like that's that I feel like before that there was talk about like having like multiple women, but like it wasn't it wasn't anything that was 
you know uh uh super out there when chris brown made that song if i like after that the talk about side chicks and side niggas and you know just doing what you want to do and all that other stuff i feel like that kind of talk exploded i don't feel like it happened before that i could see how you could say that i have to think about that before i agree with you <laughs> but i can see that being a possibility a possibility I don't yeah. have an alternative to that right now, so I'm not gonna agree or disagree, but I could see how that, you know. I mean, like, you know, name me another song that is that big, that was that big, that uh-huh. had that message. Oh, about like FD's whole I mean, it started with Deuces, but didn't Deuces come out first? Yeah, but Deuces was more about him being angry uh with the he so he wasn't necessarily talking about uh cheating or or not not even cheating he wasn't talking about like generalizing like, women yeah like not being with he, he was talking about he not said being you ain't nothing but a vulture well yeah but i don't feel like deuces was as big as loyal at all no it wasn't it was big though i will say yeah it was, it was big it was definitely but yeah these hoes and uh, loyal whatever it was called yeah it wasn't loyal was the joint that made everybody be like oh so we can talk about like i'm not trying to be in no relationship i'm just trying to hit and i know that y'all after my money and so you know blah 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 i'm just gonna do what i want to do to you and then get out of here yeah like i feel like chris brown did that yeah. Okay, so I have another question for you because I will argue anybody about this. Do you feel like Usher was right when he told T-Pain, I believe they were on a plane, that he ruined music with the auto-tune? And it don't matter that T-Pain can actually sing. He wasn't actually singing. He was using auto-tune. Right. So do I feel like Usher was right? No. Yeah. Why? Because I don't feel like auto-tune is what ruined music what do you feel i don't i don't don't feel because when you think about it when it comes to singing not the context actual singing and the quality of singing who besides t-pain was really using it like that well then you had people coming in and doing auto-tune more who Oh, so many artists. I want to say even this nigga, Justin Timberlake. I don't know. I feel like people where I'm not agreeing. I'm actually disagree because people forget. And this is how, you know, like people need to do their musical history research. But I do know. I do remember autotune became more popular after him. But I think what T-Pain was trying to do was bring back something we already had. Who was doing autotune before T-Pain? Roger Troutman. Yes. So I feel like he was like, here's something missing that nobody else is doing. How can I stand out? Oh, auto-tune. I don't feel at any point in time he ruined it. I feel like he was experimenting with a sound that would make him stand out. And people just latched onto it. And they didn't, they weren't as catchy as T-Pain. I would want him, and I would have to go back and watch the clip. Because I know, T-Pain, I, I know T-Pain explained it. He explained it on Drink Champs, too. Oh, he did? Okay. Um, um, he definitely explained it on, on Drink Champs. Um, and I, I, I got to know what specifically Usher said about how he ruined R&B with auto-tune. I don't okay. know that he did. I know that oh, Jay-Z okay. didn't like it. Um, and, and the reason... So... 
the reason why Jay didn't like it is because his biggest rival at the time was using it. Uh, and that was Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne was using it. And uh, it gave... It, you know, did it sound good on Wayne? Uh, you know, He's already a little bit of a weirdo, so I think it just went with his personality. You know, like Wayne... I, you know, whether or not it sounded good, I know that the reason why Jay called out uh, the death of autotune is was really the death of autotune. People don't even realize that the death when he was talking about the death of autotune, he wasn't talking about T Pain, he was talking about Wayne. But why though? Why, as a non singer, was autotune a problem for a rapper? Why was uh, that problematic? Because uh, one of the biggest rappers was using it, uh, to uh, I don't even know if you can call it enhanced, but I don't feel like that had to, anything to do with. Well, it, it, well, it, he was using it to augment his sound, but and it, rap is and, about the lyrics, and rap is about the lyrics. But the thing is, Wayne was using it as a rapper, and Jay Z felt like there was no place for auto tune in rap. Hmm. I mean, I don't know that that's a solid argument. Not an R and B, not an R and B. Like I, I don't. R and B has everything to do with how your voice sounds. You know, your your emotions carry the song and make people feel. Yeah, rap, but what, how does that uh, make or break anything? It be I don't know that it makes or breaks anything, but I think that because Wayne was using it so what so much because Wayne used it in like Lollipop and and mm-hmm. other songs and um that got huge and it got annoying. And so Jay Z was like, "Man, cut this out." You feel like that was like comp- competitive envy, though, because he sounded different. It sounded. Like I don't know that him. it maybe it, it. I don't know. Um, it might. It, it could have been competitive envy. I don't know what it was. Um, but I know that whatever it was, it annoyed Jay Z. Mm-hmm. It definitely annoyed him enough to where he made a whole song about it. You know, like yeah. get that shit out of hip hop. I don't want it in hip hop and the reason why i never felt as though it was directed towards t-pain is because t-pain isn't hip-hop he's hip-hop adjacent but he's not actually hip-hop you know even though he was a rapper you know to begin with mm-hmm. they turned into an r&b artist but like that rapper turned sanger you know but like uh he i that was directed towards wayne i've yeah. always felt like that and you know i know nobody will I don't know if anybody will ever confirm or deny that, but in my heart of hearts, Death of Auto Tune was a Wayne disc, not a T Pain disc. Would you like to see R and B groups come back? Groups? No. How about groups? It depends on if they ser- it depends on if they're serious about the shit. Yeah, because there was a song with the sample by Flo where Missy was sampled, and she was actually on the song. And I think it's called Fly Girl. And I was like, wow, I really like this. I really like the way it sounds. I don't mind. We don't see groups anymore. You I know, mean, Eagles. You know, I would like to, I just want music to be good again. Because yeah. I don't want to have to get in my car and immediately go to my playlist every time. Because yes. I know satellite, I know the satellite music is going to suck. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to have to get in my car and immediately hit the Bluetooth button. You know yes, what I mean? Like, I should be time. able to just, we should be able to just go on the ride. You know what I mean? And like, listen to the satellite radio and be like, ooh, 
I like this song. Oh, I like that. I shouldn't get in a car and immediately be mad and then call you on FaceTime. Like, babe, I heard a song. That shit was terrible. Yeah. Remember when you used to get in the car and it wasn't even satellite radio. You might get in the car with your mom or your friends or something. And you always like were hyped when the radio, like turn on the radio, turn that up. Yep. Now it's like, I'll be cautious. Like, Mm, and I, I used to listen to the radio um, all the time for me when uh, when I was going to work at the where uh, the warehouse down in Paris. I had to mm-hmm. listen to the radio, like the the regular radio, not satellite. Oh wow! And on the regular radio, they play maybe like five songs. We uh, need back like Quiet Storm, Art LeBeau. That's like we need all that stuff back. We need the niggas that would get on the um radio and really make you prepared to hear good music, you know? Yeah, what it is is people need to stop playing with our music. Stop playing with it. It don't matter if it's the execs who are just trying to make a dollar or you know, these these artists who are just trying to make a quick buck and get their name out there for yeah. whatever reason or even these consumers who uh who act it's, like they don't give a fuck whether or not playing. anybody is making good music or not yeah. everybody stop playing with my music yeah i fuck with good music i want it back yeah i don't i don't want to have to be upset because i feel like all these little niggas is just sitting there reading raps to beats talking about drilling you know drilling and and uh shooting and taking drugs and and effing bees and all this other stuff i don't want to hear all that like yeah get some, get some create like get some creativity start yeah. trying to be creative start trying to like care about what you're doing care mm-hmm. about who it's for care about what it means you know because all y'all are going to be in the grand scheme of things is a blip on on the timeline of music if y'all don't start you know like and then you'll be mad because you're forgotten ain't nobody mentioning your name well you weren't trying to be mentioned in the first place mm-hmm. your whole point wasn't about whether or not people thought you was good it was about how much money you could make in the shortest amount of time so you know like before y'all do before y'all do stuff like that man like Stop and think like, yo, am I am I doing this because I love it or am I doing this because I know there's something to get out of it? And if what, it's incent- something, huh? what incentivizes them to change for the artist, right? What incentivizes them to change? Uh, I know what would incentivize them to change, but I know that we won't do it as a collective. We just got to stop buying whack shit yeah. and stop supporting whack shit. But we ain't going to do that because how people are is if it's the only thing you they got we'll take it if it's all whack shit we gotta do something instead of being instead of holding out and be like nah i'm not gonna do any of this i don't want none of that i'm not i'll just refrain from it i was gonna it, ask you that next like for those of us who are music enthusiasts and who are really music snobs and we care about quality though we but we can and we care about quality do you still think that as a collective in the music and th- not for people who just listen to music especially you know in this case black music for the just the segment of music enthusiasts do you feel like we're still settling like we're willingly settling yeah to a certain extent we are 
and and mm. it's because and and unfortunately um it's because we have to we don't have a choice mm. you know otherwise we'll all will do and maybe it's not all but what we'll do is we'll continue listening to the stuff that we already got you know we'll we'll keep going back to those same playlists with the same songs and the same albums and while you love that stuff uh the heart will eventually desire something new in terms of your music you want something new you know and um it's hard to hold out and not listen to this nonsense when when it's all they're putting out you know what i mean um it, it it definitely becomes hard, but I think that if we stay the course long enough, we're gonna force their hand because execs. If, if you take money out of execs' pockets, what are they gonna do? They're gonna try and pivot. Yes. Why aren't we making money? Okay, yeah. boom. We need to do something different with the music now because they need to do something different with their music. They're going to find people who want to do something different with the music. Now that creates a partnership of oh shit. You're trying to make good music. I'm trying to sell good music because that good music is going to pad my pocket. Right. Now they're making good music. They're marketing good music. They're selling good music. And guess what? Now you can buy good music. Boom. Okay. Cycle fixed right there. Yeah. Well, just like anything else that goes in cycles, when that creates a, a disdain for what's going on and there's like a, a what's it called? Like a stagnation eventually that the, the change is inevitable so i think that the sampling is kind of like a foreshadowing of that they got a sample because nobody's really feeling the stuff that they're doing on their own right so we're slowly ushering <laughs> no pun intended back in the music that we appreciated as kids and i do feel like that just is a testament to what we actually wholly as a community want to hear. If you had to sample something because your own sound isn't even in demand, I feel like that's very indicative of what we're gonna have to look forward to. It The crash of the music economy uh-huh. will force us to get back to quality. And yeah. the people who have stayed true to themselves will stay afloat because they're continuing to be in, in demand. When we talk about originality winning, like. Jeezy is the perfect example of that. He has not changed and he is still appreciated. So I do feel like we're getting back around to what we really need in music because it's so bad and they got to sample what sounded good before just to get their foot in the ear of the door, the, the door of the ear of people listening. Right. So. I, you know, um, There, there needs to be a resurgence of people who are prideful in the things that they create for others. For sure. It's, I don't like that Cardi was even given a chance. Yeah, her album was cool, but she was very vocal that she ain't passionate about it. You shouldn't even have, you, it, you took away the opportunity for someone who could have really rivaled Nikki. She's not a true Nikki rival. I don't like when they even compare the two. Someone who could have truly given Nikki even more, because Nikki goes and goes and goes. Like, I, I, don't, I think she sees competition in herself. And she may have said that, but that ain't her competition. Nobody, to be honest, that's being 
circulated is she took the spot of somebody who you know and maybe there wasn't a spot there maybe nobody was really that talented at the time I don't know there's a lot of people out here there probably was but she took the opportunity potentially away from somebody that really could have cared and been in the game you know what did she come out in 2017 with Bodak Yellow yeah you know six years now who could have really had something to say in this in this industry and really had talent to prove these last six years now obviously Cardi hasn't been as popular in the last couple years but to not be passionate it's not fair it's just like going to a school that has a wait list and then you really don't care about being there you took the spot of somebody else who actually wants to learn and get their degree and who could have made a difference so i i don't like that about her um not even being passionate about it but i mean a lot of people can do a lot of things now there's, there's very little pushback so for somebody like her who doesn't care Nobody was going to really stop her. She told everybody she was going to do it. And she did it. Hmm. So. Hmm. I don't like people taking people's spots, man. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm not a fan of people taking people's spots. And and I'm not a fan of people taking people's spots when you didn't deserve to have that spot. I mean, she could have proved herself because I felt like she was passionate when she first came out. I didn't know any better. She didn't. From what I remember, she, I don't believe she said that she didn't really care about it when she first came out. She was very vigilant about making sure she was in the music industry by any means necessary. And she told self, she told a lot of people like, I'm gonna get this done. So when she came out with Bodak, I was, you know, like, hey, look, she did it. But then when I heard that she really didn't truly care about it, I was like, wow, all that for you not to care, you know? So it, there's no substance at that point yeah uh, yeah i mean it you know we're seeing it you know yeah. what i mean we're definitely seeing what it is now you know in terms of her not like she knows that her music is so subpar that she don't even want to release it release yeah, music album yeah like she's not even trying to do it all of that bravado and yeah, my music is this and y'all hoes is hating and all that other stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, this and that, this and that. And you don't even want to release the music that you have now? I mean, it, it all it does is If she's is tell even you, made anything. I mean, I, I would, you know what the crazy thing is? I actually think she has. I think hmm. she's made, I think she's made some stuff. And that's why I think she's like, I can't release this shit. Listen mm-hmm. to this shit. It is terrible. Think about what the last few songs Cardi has been on have done. That's crazy to think about because she came out when music sounds like what it is. So that's her sound. And she's still scared to put out a sound that sounds like everything else sounds. Yeah. <laughs> that shows a lot. And I will give her props because she was like, look, like, Y'all complain about music, but you're listening to people that sound like me. And then she started shouting out like No Name, Rhapsody. She started shouting out like real women of substance. And I was like, thank you. You know, like you recognize. So you're afraid to put out something that you came out sounding like. Yep. So what does that say? Just like that. that. Our community, I feel like, is being vocal. Not enough yet to push a change on the artist side and what execs will push but i feel like 
it's being heard that we're not satisfied with the state of music. Like we're not. So we're getting more buzz on the side of the enthusiasts and the, you know, the true lovers of music. Something is happening. You know what I mean? We'll say that. Something is happening. And we um slowly but surely I feel like we'll get back there because yeah. all of the people who got who got like humongous during the I don't give a fuck about music era, they're fading. Yeah, for sure. When you think about it, like they're they're fading and now it's just time for the people who really care to take their Please place. Care. You know, uh, boss, JID, like you know, I've been what I mean? out for like, a minute too. I've you, been you listening know, like you know, Rhapsody, you know, uh, um, people who who really care. You know, um, it's time for y'all to step up and start really making good music because all of these, all of these niggas who just who just was in it to be in it, they're they're out of here. They're gone. You know what I mean? Um, all of the people who are one dimensional. Um, that was one of the reasons why I felt more why I said the babe like the baby ain't gonna be here for a long time. He's gonna be another Fetty Wap because he's one dimensional. And what's crazy is me and you talked about this the other day. I feel like if Fetty came back out now, he would be smoking the game because mm-hmm. of his sound. He yeah, had a very definitely. good sound a very good sound i just feel like he was in the wrong era of music he was in the wrong musical time and that that made it so that like it was very he was very hot but then he fizzled out very quickly because people weren't ready to hang on to that sound for a maintained period but now if if you transplanted fetty's career from then to now fetty would be huge um yeah and and, go ahead no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, and somebody else that uh had a real opportunity to to do something and ended up not doing anything with it, uh, or not even not doing anything with it, but kind of fucked up everything that they had going with who? Babe, I don't know. Tori. Oh, I was gonna say that too. I was actually gonna bring that up in a different context. You know we're in a musical drought when we're like not making excuses because we stopped listening to him for a couple years when everything happened. We just started listening to him again within the last few months because we were trying to support, you know, the situation. So, you know, it's where there's a drought when we're like, listen, until (laughs) until we know for sure. We're going to go back to listening, you know, like until we know for sure. And nobody ever really knows for sure. But like we're like, listen, we got to be able to separate the artists from their personal life. And I personally don't know if we would do that if we had enough, if we had more options. Mm. So, of course, we're not supporting anything violent, anything. And, you know, that's obviously why we distance ourselves. But I feel like we rationalized you know with valid reason being able to continue listening to the artists that we do appreciate even because of their personal lives because there's not enough there are not enough options to have as alternatives well when you starving you'll eat anything yeah 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 you know so 
he his his music is good and i feel like that's undeniable for sure I, and yes he's he's vers- he he has extreme versatility yes, he um, does. and you can tell that he cares yes he does care i appreciate the chick, chick tapes i appreciate all the new, the new Toronto. Yes. Um, I appreciate the chicks tapes. I appreciate you know the albums. Um, yeah. He he does it, and he does it very well. And I really appreciate all of that. We and, rappers like how Issa rapped to Kevin McCall on Awkward Black Girl. She was passionate about her craft, and then at the end, she was so confident that she said, "So what you say, boo? You got me." What the hell? That's passion. She was so confident. Man, that that's she not was, a good example. I get what you're saying. She didn't care about. She was passionate about it. She studied that man. That she studied him in geometry. Fantasizing about him on top of her. She cared about putting lyrics together that might make a buzz. She cared about her craft. Babe, that okay. That's not a good example. But I get it though. That wasn't passion. I I didn't say it wasn't passion. I'm saying like for for the the context of this conversation. No, we need artists. Like we need people who care. That's what I'm saying. She cared. She did care. Enough to I will give her that. Rapping was the way she coped. Like, see? Janae Aiko, she cares. She's another one. Yeah, Janae. I'll, I'll say that Janae certainly doesn't get get uh, the credit she deserves. Oh, she does not, and it's irritating. I love her. She's another versatile one, very much so. I love her. Yeah, so she can pretty much do anything. Anything. So we need people. And I respect like it. That. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I definitely respect it. If you. You know, um, if you can do it, then you know you got, you got my, um, you got my vote of confidence. And I and I've, I, you know, I, I didn't listen to Janae at first. I did not. Um, but as like I listened to her and you put me on to her, um, I appreciate her music. I do. Yes. So we need that type of creativity, you know, passion all of that people, people will create knowing like okay i may or may not make a lot of money from this at first but i'm passionate about this and passion often leads to success you just keep trying you keep trying and you stay true to yourself and we need more of that right like as long as we get stuff like that then we'll be in a good place but like i just feel like none of these little niggas care and it's really annoying to be perfectly well, you honest. You can't say little niggas. Are you saying little niggas as, in terms of a sweeping everybody that we just talked about? Or are you just saying little niggas? Just at, all the people who don't care. They're little niggas. Yeah. Okay. All of the people who act like they don't give a fuck. I, that, I'm talking about you. Yeah, you. You know, <laughs> if you if you yeah. in it for just the money, if you're not in it to be the greatest, if you're not in it to... Uh, completely revolutionized what the hell revolutionized you ain't in it to revolutionize the genre I'm talking to your ass you move aside and let people music great again like and let people who really care 
come back or move to the forefront so that we can get the type of music that we want to uh that we want to throw on our playlist and ride in our cars to the type of shit y'all be making it oh my gosh it is oh man it it really sucks it's really yeah. really annoying it is you know so i you know i'm gonna continue to fuss about it because then i just sound i, I already know I, I be sounding like old ass man so we shall do it is what it is but yeah like you know all you little young niggas y'all whatever go ahead and move you know just just go ahead and move on out the way so that we can get some uh some people in here who are really trying to be great that's what we want we need you to be all right so whose fault is it anyway that's all i have to say got anything else to say no um i feel like it's it's all y'all motherfuckers fault shit well that's all, a, that's, all my real that's music it. lovers stand up stand for something don't allow yourself to continue to consume this bullshit and we will get the type of music we love back because that's what well, we that's want. a question for the listeners as well take these conversations in your household, your workplace, when it's allowed. Yeah, talk about it amongst school. yourself. Really, because these will create a buzz beyond your the four walls or wherever you're at. And by by default, it may shift music even faster. So have these conversations. Whose fault is, is it anyway? Yeah. How, when we identify fault and blame, and it doesn't have to be malicious, then we can identify something because you now you've exposed what needs to change you yep. know so definitely ask the question have the conversation and is that all you got babe yes ma'am that is it that is all all right black by unpopular opinion thank you for listening all right y'all we'll catch y'all in the next one you are looking for a written and video platform that is all-encompassing uh it has culture music sports politics all of that stuff all in one place i really need you fly on over to a kingsvibes.com check it out subscribe comment share uh like whatever else comes with doing a um, uh, a website I really need you guys to go over and do that check it out and then also solstice is coming yep solstice is coming be ready so I am the owner and creator of Thoroughbred Wellness Enterprises, which is an umbrella establishment of overall self-improvement and healing. I am a certified personal trainer and I'm working towards getting my nutrition coach certification, but my business is so much more than just making you move and sweat. 
My passion is to help people, particularly women of color, especially Black women who think they're too busy to dedicate time to their wellness or just don't know where to start. I've come across even bank branch managers who oversee multiple locations and they're completely overwhelmed, tired, and who didn't realize how simple incremental changes in their lifestyles could make their days easier and more balanced until I spoke with them. I showed them how they can give back some of that busy time to themselves and in turn no longer just being quote unquote okay, but feeling and being better and experiencing vitality. I also have, and this is so personal for me, a huge soft spot for women who struggle with this daily overwhelm while also dealing with mental wellness struggles that might be triggered by hormonal imbalance because that's been me for a few years, for quite a while. I've learned to tremendously accelerate the healing of my mind and just myself in the past and on my current journey through overall wellness practices. And I did this through the culmination of a complete lifestyle overhaul and transformation. And I just want to help others the same way I've helped myself and I'm currently helping myself. I do believe that God gifted us with longevity and I believe I've been purposed to help us optimize that. So if you believe your mind, body, and spirit can benefit from any of these things that I've told you that I love and I'm passionate about, please go to thoroughbredvitality.com. That is T-H-O-R-O-U-G-H-B-R-E-D-V-I-T-A-L-I-T-Y.com. Check out some of my programs and services, including some that I'm still expanding on. I'm always adding new content and schedule a free free consultation with me, see how I can best serve you and potentially be not just your coach, but also your cheerleader from anywhere in the